0: If you're developing or marketing an app, this podcast is going to bring you value. You're listening to Fluid, the digital marketing podcast, where we share share current and practical marketing advice. Marketing doesn't stagnate. It's always changing. It's always flowing. It's always fluid. Each week, we interview business owners and entrepreneurs to learn how they're utilizing online tools to grow their business. I'm your host, Paul Matthew. I help businesses build brand recognition and communicate at scale through consistent video marketing. Today I'm speaking with Noah and Larry. They are part of the team behind ArcSite, which is an app that is blowing up in the contractor uh, industry. So yeah. can you guys tell me a little bit about your app, what it does, how it works? I'm
1: going to let Noah take the app portion of this because he's the expert on the ArcSite app.
2: Sure. Um, so yeah, ArcSite is mobile computer-aided design. Um, it was developed by Pazon, who's our owner and founder, actually. Uh, he used to work for Autodesk, which is the largest CAD company in the world. It's a $40 billion company. Um, while he was working there, he kind of realized there was a need for easy-to-use computer-aided design that was just pen and paper easy that a contractor or a salesperson could use out in the field to draw up uh, quick and accurate construction drawings. Mm-hmm. So he ended up uh, leaving Autodesk um, about five years ago. I developed the program kind of as you see it today. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, since then we've had tremendous success, um, with contractors from all different industries from home improvement and repair, uh, to people working in online leak repair to roofers, to people selling gutters. Um, the list just goes on and on, mm-hmm. but I mean, basically what ArcSight lets you do is without an education, without an engineering or architecture degree, you can also create two-dimensional CAD drawings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, you can do it just as easy as drawing on grid paper.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, how have you, like, found people and grown the marketing for this?
1: Um, excuse me. Yeah, it's actually, I just actually joined pretty recently before this. Um, I worked for a digital marketing agency where we specialed in other SaaS companies. Um, but it's really cool to see what we've done in these last couple of months. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we, luckily, we have a built-in audience. On the App Store, we're looking at about 600 downloads a day. Oh, wow. So what the challenge is is more weeding out those really good leads in there mm-hmm. versus trying to just throw a net in the middle of the ocean and trying to
0: get more leads. Gotcha. So, sorry, I'm just wondering if the Are you getting their emails when they sign up or download it off the App Store?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, that's something we're always refining, but we do have a pretty good process sign-up process in the app, so... Uh, give us your email you tell us a little bit about um are you is it personal use is it uh for a company um kind of just like your standard uh field questions Mm -hmm. use that to uh tailor what kind of marketing we do to them after that actually okay um so if you sign up for a company account versus a personal account uh you're going to get different you're going to be getting different emails when you're uh uh, we have a 21-day trial period, mm-hmm. so we have uh, emails set up that come out, you know, throughout different times during yeah. the trial period, and uh, we're able to tailor the messaging a little bit that way mm-hmm. um, and hopefully put a little more effort into those business people who are going to buy multiple accounts instead of just... Josh ...Joe Schmoe, who's using the app to redo his basement or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you how, what's your overall email campaign strategy look like? How do you use a drip campaign?
1: Certainly. Um, are you familiar with like just workflows in general or yeah? Yeah. So, uh, or, well, I come from HubSpot. We were a HubSpot agency, so Mm -hmm. they're kind of like the, uh, the big brand name and marketing software, but they're expensive and they're not easily accessible unless you work for a big company.
0: Um, mm-hmm. so they're kind of deceptive because they seem they kind of advertise themselves as this user-friendly affordable solution we have free crm but if you want matter. any bells and whistles it's just like hey here's a massive cost to you now yeah,
1: not only is it a monthly charge but i think the onboarding fee we got quoted was like over like 3k or something like that just to be wow. able to buy it you have to go through that wow um but i came from that world and every client i had used hubspot we sold mm-hmm. hubspot as a hubspot agency so I, I don't get me wrong i love the software it's a great it's, software it's, it's just pricey <laughs> yeah. yeah um but we found a, a competitor that's pretty close and i gotta recommend anyone who's you know i'd say at our tier if you're just starting even like a podcast and you wanted to market it you can get into active campaign Um, And not only that, you can scale it up to a company like ours. Like Mm -hmm. we have all these leads coming in, we have constant email drips, and we're able to do everything we can do in HubSpot. There's a a couple of workarounds you have to do, but you get the same value I think that HubSpot would have given at a way lower cost and uh, you have something that kind of grows with you, which is cool.
0: What did you say it was called again? It's called Active Campaign. Okay. Yeah,
1: really. I mean, it's it's great, especially because I think you can get the light plan if you're like, let's say you're doing like a small like influencer thing and you're selling whatever, mm-hmm. um, and you have like a Shopify store. Then you can mm-hmm. do uh, it's like ten dollars a month to get started, and okay. then as you grow, you pay as you get more contacts.
0: Gotcha. That's really good to know. I'll have to look into that. I've heard of Constant Contact, HubSpot. Um, I'm not sure there's a few others. There's kind of a lot of different CRM technologies, but they can get pricey real quick. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like um, ActiveCampaign
1: doesn't become expensive at some point because yeah. it really depends on what you do and you know mm. what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, if you're just starting, have you ever used Mailchimp?
0: Yes, that's what I use for yeah. some basic email marketing that I do. I don't really do a lot at this point, just because I don't really need to for mm-hmm. my business model yet. Um, I started a networking um, uh, meetup that, and I so I use Mailchimp to send reminders and other stuff about that event, so people can keep up with it, and then some onboarding emails for new members that come in.
1: That's perfect.
0: Yeah. Do you segment your campaign, so you said you segment based on personal and business. Do you further segment by like tracking if maybe you send them useful articles that indicate more of their interest? Oh, maybe they're going to be more interested in the proposal feature or Mm -hmm. the drawing feature and then like help files that you can then track their clicks and then send a new drip campaign branch to them. Do you do anything like that?
1: That's all possible. Absolutely.
0: We have Mm -hmm. all that in uh, active campaign set up,
1: so... Um, I can get into one example. So we have some, like, let's say you visit our pricing page twice. All that's recorded in the contact record and active campaign. Mm-hmm. If you go to our pricing page twice within, I don't know the exact, I think I have it at like seven or 14 days, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get an automated email from Noah. <laughs> you might <laughs> not even know exists. It says hey, you're looking around the pricing page. Is there anything we can help you with? Yeah. Um, But you could do the same thing for like if they're in your help center, for instance. Mm. Um, And that's where the best marketing nowadays is done. It's Mm. helpful content. It's valuable content. It's something that's going to uh, show your value as a company that you're here to help them and not Mm. sell to them. Yeah. So uh, another automation would be if they're on the help center, uh, maybe you can tailor their next email to be, hey, here's our top five most downloaded articles um you have it's kind of cool because if you could think of it you could probably do it it's just about how you build it right yeah
0: yeah it's like you you have to start with a flow chart and think through their journey (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) do you use any software for like mapping out funnels and stuff
0: um i've tried out a few different things uh but usually i just kind of go basic, pen and paper, and start jotting down my ideas. Yeah, I
1: was talking to Noah yesterday a little on Slack, and I was like, we're going to get a big whiteboard. I miss it Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's kind of the easiest way to do it when you're just trying to brainstorm. Whiteboard, group of people, and you're like, all right, They do this. What's next? Okay. Yeah, I love it. And then then you just start developing that. (laughs) And then you're like, no, that doesn't
1: work. Swipe it and then rewrite it. Um, I've been using software lately because we don't have that whiteboard yet, but, Mm -hmm. man, I miss just, like, drawing it out, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like a whiteboard's probably cheaper than a lot of software out there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So when you're... uh, going through your sales process, do you write down or track
2: your the steps you take so you can later optimize them? Yeah, mm-hmm. we do have a, a series of stages, is what we call them. I think there's mm-hmm. nine or ten uh, different mm-hmm. stages from the initial prospecting section to when we schedule the initial appointment, if they miss that, mm-hmm. to follow-up meetings, to negotiation, to close, to need review. We have a whole series of stages and then actually multiple pipelines depending on even where that sale originates. So was it an outbound call? Mm-hmm. Did we cold call this person up? Were they inbound? In other words, did they download the app first and then did we reach out? Mm-hmm. So we have all that set up. Um, now, currently all those different pipelines feed into one master pipeline, I think might be a good way to reference it as. Yeah. So in other words, once I schedule a demo with them, they're in that master pipeline. Gotcha. And then that, that allows me as the account executive to really track uh, where the sale is mm-hmm. at the moment. So that, that mm-hmm. might have been a complicated answer, but... Uh, no, it makes yeah, sense. It's nuanced it makes so. sense
1: to, you know, me, because we talk about it every day. Yeah, time. exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah you, you basically have
0: different ways they can come in, and you've got to carefully nuanced funnel them
2: into, eventually, your your main one where... Yeah, sure. Yeah, and at this point in the the company's growth, we're all about mastering the process. You know, mastering mm-hmm. the process of people coming in, the experience they have with us, and then what we say to them. Mm-hmm. We want to create a great process here that we can replicate and teach other uh, new employees as we bring them on. Do you uh, have
0: you ever heard of Process Tree? I think it's called. No. Um, so there's there's a software that you can get, and it's basically you start mapping out that whole process at this point we call them we do this and that way you have this checklist essentially and then if you bring somebody in um they can follow all those steps and then (laughs) once you kind of learn where things are steps that are getting overlooked or other things like oh maybe we don't need to do this then you can start to adjust it so you really uh, streamline that
1: yeah we will definitely have to look into that that sounds cool Um, Something I want to jump off of what Noah said is, you know, it's so important to document all of these processes and everything, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's even more important to never say you're done either. Mm -hmm. So even if we iron out like the perfect, you know, cold call script or whatever it might be, um, it's all about like measuring that and then trying something new next week to make sure it can't be better too. Yeah,
0: Um,
1: That's something... I don't know. I think a lot of people you you just like achieve a task in your mm-hmm. marketing or sales schedule, and then you're like, okay, well that one's done, but you don't revisit that in a yeah. month
0: when maybe you can make that one like twice as good. <laughs> and I find like usually you think, okay, this is pretty well ironed out, and then there's a new curveball. You're like, well, it didn't fit for that. Like I had to change things for that, and then there's always like something that comes at it a little bit differently that doesn't into your cookie cutter hmm. and so big time <laughs> yep mm-hmm. do you do inbound marketing uh, with content production mm-hmm.
1: yeah oh yeah um, not as is... much as we should <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you create the content yourself or do you outsource it wow um it's outsourced to me <laughs> <laughs>
1: it really does um, it, our content schedule well we just finished a website right now yeah um before we really ramped up our content schedule um, I didn't want to be driving organic people to a site that wasn't ready to convert them. Mm-hmm. So um, we've spent the last couple months perfecting our website more than anything before yeah. we ramp up this content schedule. Uh, you know, what's the point of getting, you know, great content, great content and more people to your website mm-hmm. if they're just going to either leave right away or watch it and leave? Right. You want a, a nice, inviting place for them to stick around, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I wrap, I wrap Noah in every once in a while. Um, big fan of video. I think it's the fastest way to um, create content A and B, um, a lot of it. So mm-hmm. uh, I think we were just talking right before this, like the way that you would take this whole podcast, yeah, and turn it into like what eight clips, ten yeah. clips. That could be ten vlogs too. You could take that. From SEO standpoint, Mm -hmm. that's the best way to, like, grow our website, Organic Traffic. Yeah. So you take each one of those videos, you write a little summary, and then you've got 10 blogs from one podcast. That's tremendous. I
0: should start doing that. Writing is not something I like to do as much. Um, (laughs) Nobody does. (laughs) Nobody likes writing. And it also just takes a lot of time once you start taking the podcast. Okay, now I filmed it. I edit. Now i got to write about it. Now i got to SEO it and it. Um, takes time if i could maybe outsource that and i'm not a position where i can afford to outsource that um sure. but, that's a lot but yeah once you get that like methodology where you're like okay we did this podcast we got now eight clips to put on linkedin and uh, eight articles to throw on a website get the seo and and all of that came just from one piece of content. Yeah,
1: that's the that's the golden goose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you have like, what, what kind of content do you create? Is it content that explains your product? Or is it content that's kind of really diving at the
2: the pain points of customers? I can probably jump Please, in a yeah. little bit here. So uh, you could probably say there's, broadly speaking, maybe two different categories of content that we create. Um, so one would be Uh, use cases um, Mm -hmm. or or user stories. So we'll take a company's experience with ArcSight, maybe what they were doing before we came around versus what they're doing now, some of the Mm -hmm. improvements they've made, how they're using the app, and we'll just kind of document that. That Mm -hmm. creates a really nice piece of content that we can share with companies that have similar use cases. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say another one, broadly speaking, would be educational material. Mm -hmm. Um, Educational both about the app and how to use it. But then also just for contractors in general, you know, a lot of these folks, unfortunately, aren't very technically sophisticated. Mm -hmm. And so there's a real opportunity for us to kind of show them ways to adopt new technology and processes, even with their marketing, to help improve their company. So I think that's one of the great values of working with us Mm -hmm. is that not only will we introduce you to a state-of-the-art mobile CAD system that anybody can use, but we can also really help grow your business in other ways, too. Mm -hmm. Right. To rephrase that a bit, um, another way of looking at it is top
1: of funnel content, medium funnel, and bottom of funnel. Mm -hmm. Um, Or middle of funnel, not medium. (laughs) Medium Uh, funnels. (laughs) So, (laughs) well, I mean, we could start something. Why not? So, you know, you have the (coughs) top of funnel content that's going to be like a tertiary search, for instance. So, Mm -hmm. um, again, our audience is different than a lot. It's like a Choshibo contractor guy who might not. Uh, be very tech savvy, but he's looking for help growing my construction business or something. Mm -hmm. So you produce some content that might not even mention ArcSight, yeah, but it's related to what he's searching for, mm-hmm. and that's what you call top of funnel. So mm-hmm. that gets them into you know, they found this valuable piece about that pain point they had, mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, who's that from? Oh, it's from ArcSight. So maybe next time they're going to go to some medium of funnel mm-hmm. where it's how ArcSight solved that problem, yeah. And then next time it's bottom of funnel where it's like, Hey, have you seen everything ArcSight can do? Because mm-hmm. watch this video, Noah goes through every single step of how you make everyone's life easier Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a balance of where you need to prioritize which content and Mm -hmm. right now i think most of the stuff have been those medium and Mm -hmm. bottom of funnel pieces like noah was talking about yeah but when we're ramping up like organic search or trying to really uh get the website going a little stronger we're going to be doing more of uh that top of funnel content
0: gotcha Okay, and do you offer any sort of like bait for the email? Uh, Bait sounds like a bad Mm. word, but um, (laughs) we're gonna trap them all. (laughs) But like, do you offer any additional value? So maybe you, uh, or are you planning to, where you write an article that's that top of funnel where you're addressing a pain point? So maybe they're bad at organizing their business and they need to further streamline their process, and they're not really sure what that looks like, they read an article about that, and then you like, you can download our template that lays out, this is the process for your uh, niche, your industry. Mm-hmm. And then they download that, and then you send them a drip campaign that nurtures that lead into, maybe
2: hey, maybe you'd like our site.
1: You just, that's exactly what we do. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. We, we yeah. just
2: created a book uh, you can download. I think it's five or six pages long. Yeah. Ebook. Uh, mm-hmm. Top five ways you can future proof your business for 2020. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're starting to work on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry's mm-hmm. also putting together some webinars that people can join in to address pain points that people have. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Really excited about the, the webinar front. I know that was before I left my agency, everyone. Uh, was hiring us actually just to do webinars because it was like the trend at the time. And Mm -hmm. I think it still is. It's, again, for the same reasons we talked about doing video and like being able to have a webinar is being able to, like, let's say this was a webinar right now. Mm -hmm. And again, the same reasons we could cut that up into a bunch of content. Mm -hmm. But the overall point of the webinar is probably helping so many people because it's uh, on that one pain point or whatever it might be.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I'm working on putting together a workshop for people to learn a set of skills and kind of the way I want to start marketing that is starting with a webinar that helps with the overall problem that they can watch get value out of and then if they trust that instruction they like that they could sign up for an in-seat class to really go um, deep dive with that
1: sure yeah I've seen that model a lot for sure I think
0: we my owner at my last agency was just building something like that himself <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and so i'm excited for that it's at early stages that i'm developing it um but we'll i'll have more information on that later yeah please <laughs> send it our way i'll check it out <laughs> yeah absolutely uh now let's see so we talked about did we talk about chatbots i don't think we did do you have a chat box on your website
1: mm-hmm. yep um i actually took down the old one i don't even know if you know that yet uh, with the new website we were using, it's interesting, right? So we have chat on our app mm-hmm. as well as the website. Uh, have you... <clears throat> sorry. Have you heard of, uh, intercom? I am um, no. Okay. That so that's what we were using. Cause they had a good chat bot that works in ArcSite as well mm-hmm. as on the website. Um, we're stepping away from that platform, so I'm experimenting some other ones. Uh, actually, right in Active Campaign, they have a chatbot for your website. So oh, well, that's gonna um, <laughs> the the benefits of that are we can you know use that as lead gen there, mm-hmm. as well as it ties any existing contacts that we have in our uh, Active Campaign CRM uh, with their questions they had too. Mm. So uh, let me use case that if someone downloads the app yesterday. Uh, all that information is sent to Active campaign mm-hmm. through, uh, we have APIs that I'm not smart enough to set up, but <laughs> we have a great development team that did that for us. Yeah. Um, so we have all their information and then we can then track every time that person's on our website, as well as if they chat and have a question. So it's mm-hmm. the third day into their trial, they go to the website and they say, hey, I'm having trouble drawing shapes. Mm-hmm. We can you know, help them out right there and provide a little more value and hopefully convert that into a sale down
0: the road. That's awesome. So do you have it's how do you uh, get someone live on there? Is there like a what's automated and what's live from the chat?
1: Oh, so like chat bot, chat bot versus live chat, you mean?
0: Yeah. Is there a point where um, if they ask that question, are you just sending them a help article or are you sending them connecting them with someone?
2: Yeah, everything we're doing now is live chat. Okay. I, there are recommended articles that do pop up if someone asks a question with a certain keyword in there. Mm-hmm. In intercom. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was before I
1: I've I've not set anything up chatbot okay. wise,
2: but True. yeah, sounds like we do then. <laughs> uh, it's very basic. It doesn't always function because most time when people write in with a question, uh, mm-hmm. it's they simply ask it. I have a question, you know, but yeah. if they ask something specific to the app, so let's say, you know, how do I duplicate a line or how do I show measurements? Mm-hmm. Then, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, have an article that does populate there. It doesn't always answer their question. Yeah. Um, so you can't always rely on a chat bot. So it is always important to have that human element on I the other hear. side of the screen yeah. mm-hmm. to really drill down and see what's going on. What's your response time on it generally? Depend on, uh, <laughs> currently it really depends on who we have, uh, available so right Mm -hmm. now it's me and our head of customer success Mm -hmm. that are on that chat um that's a task i'm probably gonna have to offload to someone else here soon Mm -hmm. um if i'm sitting in front of the computer and i'm not in front of a demo i'll be on top of it right away Mm -hmm. Uh, if i'm not available uh, sometimes it's gonna take a couple hours or even uh to the next business day Mm -hmm. yeah which the goal of course is to answer everybody immediately yeah um that will be doable shortly, I suspect. Uh, at, at this point, we simply can't quite have that response time. How much traffic do you get with that? Do you ever
0: feel overwhelmed with it or is it just here and there?
2: I don't feel overwhelmed uh, with the chat traffic specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, I probably get 15 to 20 messages, perhaps a day mm-hmm. um, at the most. Um, okay. Now, as far and then as of those, some are only relevant that you actually have to answer Correct. to, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We get some people that say, you know, we'll ask, <laughs> do you have a question? And they'll say no. no okay, well, I, I, I can say? just it's I can like, close you know. that right away. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to write anything more. Or it's uh, like,
1: love the app. Why do you charge so much? It's like, well, okay, well, you're not our
2: <laughs> target buyer right now. Or... <laughs> but chat is important. It, it really does open up uh, some large opportunities if you pay attention to it. You'll have people mm-hmm. come in that maybe are. Uh, say, the foot soldiers of an ExxonMobil-sized company or mm-hmm. um, something along those lines, and they're just exploring the application. So it is important mm-hmm. to take each message very seriously, mm-hmm. um, at least initially when you can kind of dive into why they're there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, one of the things I'll always ask if someone asks a question, I'll, I'll answer that then ask them, hey, are you using this for personal use or for an organization? Mm-hmm. If they say they're using it for a business or a larger company, then I want to learn a bit more about, you know, why did they come to ArcSight? What problems are they looking to solve? Mm-hmm. How do we fit into or improve their workflow?
0: Have you seen a pretty good conversion rate from that? Mm.
2: If someone engages with us, uh, I would say they're about 15 times more likely to buy.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would put... If I were like starting my website out right now, mm-hmm. it's a great thing to have, but I don't know if I'd put all my eggs in the chatbot basket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much other important things you could have on your website to, you know, if we're if it like what's the goal? Is it just lead gen or is it just you know converting someone who's already a customer? Mm-hmm. It, I guess it depends on your business. I've I've heard you know, amazing stories about chatbots and live chat. But, mm. um, I think it's more just a tool to extend a conversation more. Mm-hmm. so it's like a great thing to have, but I wouldn't spend like hire a whole team to develop a chat bot for
0: each page of your website. Right. I, what, what would you prioritize?
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a metaphor I like, and it's like, um, your digital marketing is like a tree, right? And basically your website is that backbone of it. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. you have like your social accounts branching off of it. You have um, affiliate marketing, paid Mm -hmm. ads, whatever it might be, it builds out the tree. Uh, But when in doubt for prioritization, let's throw more water and grow the tree itself. So Mm -hmm. uh, more content for the website is always a thing to focus on. Uh, Playing with your messaging when you build your website, if you haven't changed it in like a month even, then you're probably doing something wrong because mm. your audience is changing, the world is changing, and your product and your messaging should be
0: changing. I feel personally attacked. I need to update Oh, those. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: good,
1: though. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's something... I'm, I'm, I'm working on a redesign of some stuff in there. Um, I, I definitely need to be more active. My portfolio on there is a bit dated at this point, mm. so I need to... Mm make it more relevant and current. Or um, just
1: try new things even, yeah. you know, you could keep the same stuff, but try like a big pop-up CTA. Maybe your audience loves it and maybe they don't hate it or something. No, right, right. Um, I don't know. That's the mo- the main thing is what I'm trying to say is like, it doesn't mm-hmm. have, you don't have to like redo your website yeah. every month, but just like move sections around even. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll find like, Oh wow, I actually got more conversions this, this month from one little change. Hmm.
2: Um, actually i think that might be worth touching on. Uh, Larry made a change to the app on the registration page that almost mm-hmm. doubled the number of signups we had. Wow. And it was a small change, i think it was he like changed, nothing. Yeah. he changed the wording on a couple uh, key phrases there. But, I think we changed it from like start free trial to get started. Yep.
1: Wow. Because people like people are just in our audience not happy about a free trial. They have that stigma of oh, it's one of those things I'm going to sign up and then I'm going to get charged at the end of the month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that's not how we do it. We know we know that nobody likes that.
2: Yeah. So we switched the messaging to just get started and that was it. Which I think there's probably two points that you can take away from that. You know, mm-hmm. one is that, yeah, you need to make changes and experiment with things. But the other part of it is that it's probably important to bring people with a fresh set of eyes into the mm. discussion on a regular basis because they're going to see things that you're not necessarily going to notice because mm. you've lived with the problem for so long that maybe you're just completely blind to it.
0: I think that's such great advice. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah.
2: that was profound.
0: <laughs> just like peer review with
1: your friends, you know? Yeah. Like even that would work. Like if mm. you're not like a company with outside eyes. You could just be, the... I actually did that. Once we officially launched our website, I went to a coworker who I used to work with and I said, Hey, do you mind taking a stab through the website and see if I <laughs> dropped the ball on anything? And he he had a couple recommendations and then we were able to go from there. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I've had, I was talking to a web developer and one of the things that he does is he'll have like people come in and uh, go on the website and he tracks where they're clicking, how long mm. they're spending on it, and he'll have an active phone call with them. So they'll go on the website and just kind of talk through what they're thinking and seeing. It's like, oh, okay, I'm looking at this. Now I'm trying to find where the, the button is for that. And then um, by noting everything that they're talking about, mm-hmm. he can kind of figure out, okay, this is working, this isn't working. So
1: we should do that with a couple, we should just pick like 10 people whose first day in the app it is and just hear what they have to say as they go through it.
2: Yeah. We got plenty of them coming in. So yeah, let's try yeah that. <laughs> You could off,
0: offer them like, Hey, we'll give you a $5 gift card to Starbucks or something. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, And then you, know, then you get some really valuable feedback mm-hmm. on how people are navigating that app and experiencing it for the first time.
1: Yeah. We just actually started, we have a new software that kind of tracks that for us. Mm-hmm
0: uh we haven't officially
1: um know what this morning we did pendo yeah it's called mm-hmm. pendo mm-hmm. um basically it lets us track you know who pushed what when and where mm-hmm. um and if they made it to this part of the app if they used this feature If they didn't, we can message them in the app so we Mm -hmm. can have like guided icons in the app of like, oh, well, this guy yesterday drew, but he didn't use the wall tool. So anyone who uses the tool uh, but doesn't use the wall tool will get a message to use the wall tool next time they open up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not that exactly, but yeah. having that ability is going to be so huge. We can't wait for that. At least <laughs> I can. I, I mean, <laughs> it's just like,
0: I'm just, I just know everything now. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, as a marketer, you have to kind of be stalking people and looking at everything they do. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> if people knew how much data is accessible about their everyday life I don't yeah. know if they'd be thrilled about it
0: <laughs> I think people consciously want to ignore that like you yeah. you go on Facebook and you know how much data they're collecting on you So you're like I just don't want to think about it I'm just going to keep scrolling yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it can be just super insightful. Now, I, one thing I noticed, because I, I saw the original website, and the color scheme, if I recall, was very blue. <laughs> and then you switched over to an orange uh, color scheme. What were <clears throat> the
2: thoughts behind that? Well, it was actually more of a, I don't want to use the word fluke, but it was more of an experiment that uh, the web designer we hired tried. He wanted to do kind of an abstract concept, change a couple things over. Mm-hmm. Larry looked at it, I looked at it um yeah it just really caught our eye more so than blue so Mm -hmm. we decided to push it in um it was a bold decision (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, we actually just pushed that out today as far as what you see on the app store so instead Mm -hmm. of having the old blue logo now you see the orange one yeah so we kind of have to see kind of where that takes us it's Uh, a lot of work across the board i've spent maybe
1: the last two weeks redoing almost every content piece we have Mm. um like the new a new like logo for that book that he just talked about that mm. ebook I had to redesign all mm. of that. I didn't get into the book itself, but like the cover page or whatever yeah. for the download I changed uh all of the in app videos and stuff mm. uh like that are on the app store. I just had to redo those um it's a lot of work to do something like that, but I think it's it goes back to what I said of like trying something
0: <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> you know, seeing yeah. what sticks against the wall and um not being afraid of, you know, let's say this tanks, god forbid. You know, not yeah, that all the wood. Um,
0: but you know, at least we know. Right. So, did you do any like
2: experimenting beforehand, or did you just like oh, I like this, let's jump full force into it? We do actually do quite a bit of experimentation with new features. Mm-hmm. Now, with this particular one, I can't really say that that's something that we we did try out. It was mm-hmm. more of just not really a hunch, but just what really caught our eye the most. Yeah, does a blue app catch your eye the most on a screen, or does an orange one? Like, no, we... I would
0: agree that the orange is going yeah. to like draw your attention more. It's mm-hmm. more urgent,
2: whereas blue is more. Subtle and trustworthy exactly yeah um, now we do quite a bit of or we're going to start to do anyway a lot of a/ B testing where mm-hmm. we try maybe a quick and dirty version of a new feature or onboarding process before we decide to really push forward with all of our resources mm-hmm. um, and to, to make that available for everybody um, so yeah you know experimentation certainly has its place mm-hmm. Um, the key is, do you want your experimentation to be data-driven, or do you really want to take the reins and push in a certain direction? And there is a lot of internal discussion over what the best approach is. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of ways you can handle a different issue.
0: Yeah. What are some things that you would recommend people test if they're just getting it? They have their website and stuff, and they want to maybe convert more leads on their website, what would be some of the first things you would recommend they change or test?
1: I guess um, it depends on the business, of course, and their goal, but the first things I would do is just make sure you have conversion points on your website a very clear CTAs, inviting opportunities to get someone's information. No one's just going to be like, oh, cool website. Let me give you all my information. Yeah. Having offers on your website, trying new offers. Mm -hmm. um, For instance, that guide that we were just talking about, I think since we redid the website uh, was converting, not a lot, like maybe like twice a week. But now in the, the two weeks of the new website launch, I think we have like 20 downloads on it. Oh, wow. So... And I don't know what I've changed other than the coloring on it. And made, mm. and I, oh, you know what I did change? So here's something you could test. Uh, it used to be a pop-up. If you scrolled like 50% way down mm-hmm. on the homepage, it would right. pop up and be like, hey, would you be interested in this guide? And now it's just a section towards the bottom of the website. And I'm yeah. finding that that's doing a lot better.
0: It's less invasive. Maybe. I, and I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like as someone that goes on websites and reads articles, if something pop up pops up. I don't even read it. I just close. I'm like, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to read whatever I wrote about, what they wrote about. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's probably what the psychology of people are doing. They're just closing it. But when it's placed down there and they kind of organically get to that point, Mm -hmm. they're going to be more interested and actually read what it is.
1: Yeah. And then the thought process on that is we have basically, I guess, technically four calls to action on the website. can buy now which would be great but no one you know Mm. not not everyone's gonna do that uh you can book a demo Mm -hmm. with noah and he'll show you the app um you can watch a demo which is Mm -hmm. just a video version or if you're not ready to do oh five i guess because you can also download your start your free trial the app yeah um so if none of those get your attention and none of those grab you then we have this ebook at the bottom, and mm-hmm. I think that's what's working. People, it's more of a middle of funnel offer, right? They're not mm-hmm. ready to commit to a demo or a book a meeting, but I'll read this book. They have to say, and then they're in our nurturing now. Mm-hmm. So tinker with different ways to grab people's information,
0: I guess. <laughs> are you? How do you feel about having five calls to action? Do you feel that might be a little confusing for someone? Generally? Absolutely, it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, how are you handling that? Or... So.
1: The way that, to make that not confusing, there's actually only two that you see. Mm -hmm. Everything's uh, huddled under a get started Mm -hmm. so that you can either start your free trial or get started. But when you click get started, we display three cards that Mm -hmm. say either uh, book a demo, uh, watch a demo, or download your trial. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the, uh, it's working. So far it's working. Mm -hmm. But traditionally, you know, you're you're right on with that question. Yeah. Of, you know, one CTA is better because uh,
0: people don't like options. People get overwhelmed by options. I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, you want to give you, as counterintuitive as it is, you really want to take away people's options and just that's why you funnel them <laughs> yeah but i think that's kind of a good uh since you have so many options that you want to provide with them that's probably the best way to do it is kind of hide it behind too mm-hmm. and then open up to like branching out choose your own adventure exactly <laughs> and and then on that note too it's like
1: we're finding we have zero conversions on book a demo with noah however Mm -hmm. the watch a video with demo is like you know at least one or two a day yeah so we'll 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 practice what i was just preaching and we'll probably change that in a week and try something new so
0: maybe instead of book a demo what if you just took that off let put watch a demo and then after they watch it that's when you follow up you want to book one Mm -hmm.
1: done great idea (laughs) (laughs) write that down
0: Yeah, I think that that might help with that. Now, do you, you do any social media marketing? I know you post on LinkedIn. I've seen that, and I think I've seen it also on Facebook. Yeah, not as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's worth your time to do social media?
1: Absolutely. I, I, I mean, it's not going anywhere. Uh, it's a friendly way to reach people. I think Mm -hmm. your messaging switches up on there. You need to find, uh, you know, more valuable, friendly content. And Mm -hmm. it's more of that probably top of funnel stuff we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously mix of all of it, but I don't know. It's just so hard again, when you're talking about that tree metaphor to get an Instagram post off when I could be, you know, refining the form that we're using on the homepage or something Mm
0: -hmm. like that. but yeah, it's, it's valuable. You want to prioritize on your highest
2: conversions or your most profitable yeah. efforts. I think as our company grows, there's probably going to be room for people to step in and handle some of those tasks. Mm. Uh, I know Larry and I both feel stretched in multiple directions. That's part of working at a startup. You're looking mm. at
1: the sales team and the market. <laughs> yes. So it's like,
2: um, obviously, I'd love to be doing yeah. everything, yeah.
0: but
1: you can only do so much in a day.
0: Yeah, you're looking at the entire marketing, sales, and execution of the team. <laughs> so that's why it, it, yeah, things slip through the walls. Just simply there's just no time to do everything. Yeah, and you it's not, not like prioritize. you're neglecting one thing. It's just, no, I was doing this other thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like... not,
0: a, I was just sitting idling. No, yeah. <laughs> that's a great point. Um, and then I know there's like a company I've seen that they do the like the content marketing for you so you can kind of pick some writers and mm. stuff and partner with them. And I think it's like a subscription fee. So maybe yeah. that's something to look into.
1: I've had... Because <laughs> like I mentioned, I used to work for an agency. Mm. Um, we would do all of like the... Uh, like, do you know what pillar pages are, like content pillars? Yep. We would do do that for people, and then for an extra fee, we would write it or outsource it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Very hit and miss with some of these, uh, like, hire out your content pieces. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially for us where we're such a tailored industry, it would take – a whole like week of onboarding this writer to to know what to write about yeah we
2: have a unique product mm-hmm. uh, i mean mobile cad there's only a couple other programs that do it none of them work nearly as well and then mm-hmm. on top of that we have i mean really our bread and butter is what we call visual estimation mm-hmm. where arc prices out what a job's going to cost through you just drawing a picture mm-hmm. um, that's not something that anyone else has or even has the capability to produce mm-hmm. so trying to hire a content writer to try to pitch that would be I would imagine a little difficult. It might work for some of the more top of funnel uh, pieces that we were referencing yeah, earlier. For that, it would work absolutely. Yeah, I think it would, you know, make more sense for top of
0: funnel where it's just general pain points. Yes, um, yes. Then in that case, yeah, absolutely. And that that could go on social media and stuff to start to like get get more leads.
1: Yeah, and, and then you know the problem I've seen is every agency now, including the one I used to work at. Uh, agrees that no one wants to do the writing. Everyone is fine doing the keyword researching and getting that done for people. Mm-hmm. So anytime I'm being advertised like agencies, especially around Grand Rapids or anything, mm-hmm. they they have these great ideas about what you can do to start boosting your SEO or what content pieces to start writing. But they're just doing the outline for you or mm-hmm. they're just giving you the keywords to stuff in your blog and, and backlinks to acquire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not doing the work for you and I feel like everyone with enough time can do that
2: part. That's the easy part.
1: Yeah. The hard part's you know putting the boots the the boots on the ground, the pen to the paper, sit in the boiler room.
2: Yeah. Um. And writing's not easy. You know, there's a lot oh, of really yeah. bad writers out there, and it's hard to even track your success with a yeah. document like that. I mean, some of the pieces I've written, I can quantifiably tell you, yeah, that worked out well for us. We got X number of customers from this mm-hmm. one blog post. Um, but generally speaking, I mean you know it's hard to, it's hard to quantify or measure your success with a given piece but it's still important you mm-hmm. have to and the only way you can keep tracking it is if you you know keep on producing those content pieces
0: and the the yeah. benefit though is it's a living piece so it's yeah. not like a social media post where it's there and it's gone mm-hmm. it's you may not see a return on investment for that for like years and then you know joe from contractor abc three years later reads yeah. one of your first articles and says oh i want to buy arc site i think <laughs> that still happens for some of our older
1: blogs that even like you wrote or whatever you will randomly get traffic on them and be like wow that is exactly what i was looking for so yeah it, it, yeah it's a it's like a seed that
2: is always growing in your backyard mm. yeah like i wrote a piece for uh like an app for gutter companies. And I've had a couple of leads come in that were just ready to buy because they, they watched my video or maybe saw the blog post and they went ahead and purchased because there's not another app for gutter contractors. Um, mm-hmm. Not that even ArcSight's designed specifically for them, but it just works really well in that industry. And so. you, since you have the expertise to write something... Yeah convincing on that Mm -hmm.
0: what about like maybe just bringing in experts so for example i do this podcast where i speak with other professionals Mm -hmm. maybe you could do something similar for contractors and invite contractors to talk about their business and then you're not directly plugging hey we could solve a b and c with our app but just just having a conversation with them maybe that could be a easier source of content to produce yeah it's another great idea (laughs) (laughs) um
1: it's i don't know when or, or how, and, you know, there's a lot of work yeah, behind of that. Logistics. But
0: I, it's another great idea that mm-hmm. I've seen work for a lot of people. Yeah. So we're uh, just about out of time here, so I want to wrap up. And I want to ask, would you say selling a digital product is harder or easier than selling a physical product?
2: I... Probably, I'm the best person to answer that Please. one. I would, I'd say. Um, so, I've sold both. You know, I used to sell cars. I've sold alarm systems. Now I'm, you know, I don't want to say selling software, but I mean, it's, it's essentially my job as an account executive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say, regardless of what you're selling, the most important thing is to find ways to differentiate, differentiate yourself and the product from the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, the advantage of selling ArcSight is that there really is no competition with what we're selling because it's mm. such a unique product. If you like what you see and you can see it works well, mm. you can't take your business anywhere else. It's mm-hmm. not like selling insurance, for example, where there's thousands and thousands of competitors. Yeah. So in that sense, um, you know, I would say that selling ArcSight as a virtual product is easier. Now, mm-hmm. if I was selling something like, let's say a CRM contact resource management software yeah. or an accounting software, then I could see that being a little more difficult because there's going to be other avenues people can explore mm-hmm. um, to find a solution to their problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: do you f- have what if? Do you
2: have any fear of somebody replicating what you've built? I don't. Um, so our Ar- ArcSite is built off of a platform called Constraint-Based Drawing, mm-hmm. which uh, Pay our owner and CEO has a patent on. Okay. Um, and everything we've we've built is kind of built on top of that patented technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if somebody wanted to copy it or make something better, I'm not really sure it could be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we have again is just so unique and so well thought out that it, it's not a concern I have at this point. If anything, competition
1: helps us in a lot of cases because one thing I hear while he's doing demos all day. Uh, is the guy saying, wow, this is so much better than when I was using X or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, yeah, competition helps us in a lot of ways.
0: You might be able to do some, like, direct comparison-type marketing content where you're like yep yeah absolutely that's a great idea too. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many great ideas and so many things to do that just yeah. time is the limiter <laughs> unfortunately <yeah. laughs> putting bodies to work is what we need <laughs> yeah well thank you guys so much for coming on the show talking about your marketing and your app if you guys are interested in learning more about ArcSite and uh and how as a contractor you could save time and uh, you know, where could they find more information about this if they're interested, and who is this
2: for? Just as a quick recap. Yeah, ArcSite is for anybody who is on the go and they need to create construction drawings or CAD designs. So if you're sitting in an office somewhere, or you're, well not sitting in an office, if you are out on the go in someone's building taking measurements and you need to put those on paper somehow and maybe draw up a scope of work, ArcSite is definitely the program you can use for that task.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been the Digital Fluid Marketing Podcast.